Nordstrom's getting clobbered in the aftermarket. No Macy-style bid for this apparel retailer. Stephanie Wissink is joining us from Jeffries to walk through the number. Managing Director, Consumer Research Analyst. Stephanie, thanks so much for being here this afternoon. Okay, so what happened here in this report? I see that the sales maybe came up a little bit shy of some analyst estimates. Is that it? I think it's actually in the margin. Uh, the surprise down the P&L was just the cost that the company is having to outlay to get these sales. If you look at just the headline figures, it actually looks like the sales numbers came in generally in range. I mean, maybe a little bit lighter than what we would have seen from some of the other peers. Okay. But boy, the SG&A costs that really impacted the EPS and the EPS came in you know, well below people's expectations, 39 cents versus consensus at 57. Uh, so which part of the SGNA? The administrative, the general? Is this something they can uh, chalk up to supply chain problems? I mean, can they get away with that when Macy's just came out, talked about a new digital platform and their growth and their numbers and just zoomed you know, up to the highest we've seen in over a year and a half? I mean, does Nordstrom get a pass? I don't know that it does. I think that's the fear here is that you're seeing after hours that I think something doesn't line up, that it's costing Nordstrom more to get the same amount of upside that we're seeing with other retailers. I mean, if you look at relative to 2019, their business down just about 3% if you adjust for anniversary sale. But still that SG&A just looks off kilter. So something is going on with labor and fulfillment. At least that's what they called out in the release. Maybe there's something else embedded in that GNA that we need to take a closer look at. But again, an EPS miss of that magnitude after the vast majority of the peers are putting up meaningful outperformance below the line through gross margin, through the GNA leverage, and into EPS. This one just looks like an outlier to the downside and not clear just yet what the, the explanation is. But it looks like labor and fulfillment is something they did call out in the release. So what's the solution here? Uh, is this a model that makes sense having the Nordstrom Rack, uh, the pseudo-competitor to TJ Maxx, but then also the high-end flagship brand across America and big high-end outlets. Does it work, or are we saying that uh, time and time again, they just keep dropping the ball no matter what the scenario is? If it's COVID supply chain economy, if it's 2017-18 strong consumer economy, it just seems like they can never get it right. Yeah, that's the sentiment we're hearing after hours, that it just doesn't feel like they can get it right. Um, clearly, the the business has multiple dimensions to it. You mentioned Core Nordstrom. That business was actually up versus 2019 by about 3%. Digital was up about 12, but the rack came in well below, down to 8 versus 19 levels. So something is going on in that rack division that, again, I think warrants additional investigation. Hmm. But you're right, this is kind of a quarterly issue. We're finding that they're you're coming in generally in range, the composition is a little bit different than what the expectation would be, but then the margins seem to be excuse me, falling short persistently, and just not real good consistent explanation. So I think there's going to be a lot of questions on the call this afternoon around what's going on with your business that seems to be so unique relative to what we're hearing from other retailers in your class. What do you want to hear from them? Uh, is there any low-hanging fruit uh, uh, to fix here? Is there any short-term obvious solution? Is there a leak somewhere in the boat that's most easily plugged at this point? Well, again, I think you're seeing after hours in the reaction that that's the, that's the concern is that there you know, wasn't just a small crack in the boat, but there might actually be a hole that needs to be repaired. So what we're looking for, I mean, first and foremost, is just conviction and understanding what's going on. 
I think secondarily, what's the action plan to, to try to remediate it as quickly as possible? And then I think under the auspices of this big arc of Nordstrom trying to become more and more of a digital player, if they can't get some of the mechanics right around the core retail business, it's gonna be hard to continue to underwrite this big transformation to 50% of their business being digital. And again, there were some green shoots, I think on the digital side, still up double digits versus 2019. You're seeing some benefits from the anniversary sale in there, but also just understanding the mechanics of this business model because they are going for the long ball. I mean, this is a this is a real Hail Mary to change this business to this magnitude. We need to see persistent execution against that framework. Otherwise, it's getting, getting harder and harder to underwrite that big transformation. Mm. Is it uh, within the realm of possibility to spin off Nordstrom Rack into its own entity or sell it to uh, a, a competitor? Yeah, listen, it's a fantastic question because we're getting asked across the board about financial engineering like this, you know, spinning off divisions, yeah. financing different views of the businesses differently. At this point, why not? <laughs> I don't know that we would make that call right here, but I think it's, you know, it's an intriguing proposition to start to ask the question, is the business in its current form or is there a new form factor that actually might be better for shareholders again this is not a question that nordstrom is asked, probably asking itself or others asking about nordstrom but we're getting asked about it across numerous uh, um, retailers within the class so i think there's just a an interest a curiosity among investors right now to really think through the financial engineering of what would it look like to harvest the value out of some of the higher margin or either higher growth areas of the business, knowing that the, the public market seems to put a premium on those attributes versus kind of the, the total conglomerate. A little bit of the attitude of the pieces are actually worth more than the whole. Hmm. Um, haven't been asked about it on Nordstrom Rack, but it, it certainly falls in line with some of the questions we're getting, just general curiosity around pieces of the business versus the holes. Okay. Uh, Stephanie, thanks for the reaction here. I know that uh, there's more to absorb this afternoon and hear from the commentary from the company. We'll see how it trades in the morning so far. Pretty dicey. Thanks for the thoughts. Thank you. Absolutely. Stephanie Wissing, Managing Director and Consumer Research Analyst at Jefferies.